0: Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, we're excited to start a brand new series called The Vow. Today's sermon is entitled The Priorities. We're going to be taking a deeper look at the vow of priorities and how we can promise to God that He will be our first priority and our spouses will be our second priorities. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's dive into this today. We're starting a brand new series today called The Vow. The Vow. Man, I tell you what, I'm super excited about this series, and I encourage you all to be here during it. It's going to change lives. I know it, man. It's going to be awesome. You do not want to miss out on this. Hey, next week, you guys here in person, bring somebody with you. Bring a friend, a relative, a neighbor. Gridlock them and make them come, force them to come. Take them against the wheel. Bring them here. They're going to want to be a part of what's happening here with this series. It's going to change lives. We're going to see breakthroughs. It's going to be awesome. But today's sermon is entitled, The Priorities, The Priorities. Man, priorities are, I mean, sometimes, man, they can be uh, good things, they can be bad things, and, and sometimes some people got the priority straight, some people, some people don't have the priority straight, you know what I'm saying? But, but the vows, you guys think about this for, you know, anybody that's ever, uh, that's married or thinking about getting married and uh, had the possibility uh, of dating somebody and now you're looking at, at wedding bells. Friend of mine, they they've been dating and they've been dating a while and he called me up and he's like, Hey man, he said, I'm getting married. I said, I seen that on Facebook. That's so cool, man. Congratulations. He's like, I was gonna ask you to do my wedding, but I was like, oh, well, okay, I'll just come support you, man. I had to do your wedding. He's like, man, I was gonna ask you, but I just had somebody else in mind, I was gonna ask them. And 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 you know, the person I wanted to do it, he had passed away and I'm letting his son do it. He don't know I'm using him in to talk to him as a point here in the message. But he's like, hey, man, he passed away, so I'm going to let his son do it. He said, if it wasn't for that, I'd ask you, man. And about two months later, he come to me, and he's like, hey, man, I've been thinking. Me and my fiancé's been talking. And, and we've been talking the same. He's like, hey, man, I, said, I really want you to come do my wedding. We do my wedding for me? I said, now I'm number three on the list. It right, ain't three for Dale. I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? I love you, Lee. Uh, but I'm doing this wedding. I'm excited about it. I mean, and this will be the second wedding I'm actually going to be doing. And I have a third one lined up again in August, or excuse me, April. And I'm, I'm pumped up about it. And I love doing weddings and being a part of those special moments, those special days. But maybe you're thinking back to your wedding day. And, and do you guys ever exchange those vows? Y'all remember exchanging vows? Some people let the pastor uh, write out some. And they can repeat after the pastor. And then some people like writing their own vows. That's so romantic. That's so sweet. I didn't do that. I thought the doubt of that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. She might see the lovey-dovey side of me. I can't go that far. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know. <laughs> but but think, ladies and, and, and men, back to, to back when you were thinking, maybe at a young age, you were thinking about your wedding day and what your day was going to be about and, and what your uh, dream of marriage was going to be. You're dreaming of this. I'm gonna have this perfect wedding. I'm gonna have this big old wedding. I'm gonna invite all my friends, my family. If it's big, you know, perfect house to live in with this big, huge, sexy, top-of-the-line, sharp dressed man. I may even know my kids' names already, set up already. <laughs> Ladies, you think about this. Anybody? Anybody ever did y'all picture these things when when you're a little girl or 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 dreamed of these things maybe throughout your childhood and and maybe up to the point where you're starting to get married. online campus, what do you guys? Do you, do you guys dream about your perfect day? Let me tell you what you men thought about. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? <laughs> this is what you guys dreamed about. Y'all ready? <laughs> Y'all dreamed about having sex twice a day, right? Amen. Amen, Pastor. And you're still dreaming it. <laughs> this is a marriage series, let's just be real. <laughs> Relationship goals. Amen, Pastor. God bless. I done lost the crap. But you know awfully 50% of marriages don't make it. That's an awful statistic. That's terrible statistics. And sometimes there's people that send those statistics and they're still you know, dreading to pull the trigger on it and they're living out this miserable life. Maybe you've been in that, that moments where you have been divorced. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the record straight for some, something. Because people, people like to be dumb. Let me tell you what God hates in the Bible. God hates divorce. God hates the word divorce. And he hates to see people go through that. But let me tell you what God doesn't hate. God doesn't hate the people. God loves the people. So if you've been divorced, guess what? You're not damaged goods. You're still valuable. And guess what? God still loves you. And I hate that you had to go through that. And God hates that you had to experience that but God still loves you. And guess what? He's there, he's gonna wrap his arms around you. And here at met at church. We say it all the time. We're gonna let God restore that brokenness in your life. Because guess what? Sometimes things just happen. We're young, we're dumb, men we're having dreams. You <laughs> know, amen. But sometimes 50% don't make it, but you know what? There's also a 50% chance. I get attacked by a bear. There's a 50% chance. If I go to Pilot Mountain, I might get found a bear up there on Pilot Mountain. There's a couple of chances of this. Now, my chances are a little bit higher when I go to Pilot Mountain because I don't go up there a whole lot because it don't look like I go a lot of hiking, right? <laughs> but, but there's a 50% chance if I go out to Pilot Mountain, I might encounter a bear. There's also a 50% chance that when I get in my vehicle that I may have a car accident. When you guys are coming, and some of you coming from a far away, there's a high chance, and a 50% chance. When you take the, ch- you get in your car, you put your seatbelt on, you crank it up. There's a 50% chance you might have a wreck, might not have a wreck. And I pray none of you do. I pray none of you go up to, to uh, Pilot Mountain and get attacked by a bear. I hope not. I'm, I haven't heard of any cases, but but there's a chance. There's a 50% chance. Sometimes, guess what? Things just don't work right. There's a 50% chance the the computer wasn't going to work this morning. Guess what? There's a 50% chance it didn't work for like 10 minutes. (laughs) But thankfully, we got it back up. 50%, 50%. Sometimes, you know, things don't work out. But guess what? God can restore brokenness, and he can fix things in our lives. Your marriage is struggling. I encourage you and just to stay tuned because we got some really good information in this in this uh, sermon series. You're, I mean, you can apply it to your marriage. And I know God can fix anything, and I know God can restore that brokenness. But marriage is great, and I want to have the best marriage that I can. When me and Tasha got married, I was like, "Lady, little lady, <laughs> hey, girl." She can. Is it snowing outside? That's cool. I promised Tasha that hey, I said, "Hey, I want to give you the stars and the moon." I was, so, I, was so, I was so sharp and I was so excited because I loved her. I had them googly eyes. I want to give her everything. I want to give her the world. Now, granted, I can't give her the world, but that's okay. I give her what I can. But in this series, we're going to look at four vows that we're going to talk about today. Of course, it's priorities. Next week, we're going to talk about pursuit. Week three, we're going to talk about partnership. And we're going to finally, the end of the series with purity. And these four things, I know that we can make vows and we can talk about and we can strengthen our relationships, we can strengthen our marriages, and we can strengthen ourselves, prepare us for our future partners. So you guys stay tuned. Now, now I want you guys to think about something. Anybody ever seen one of those Disney movies? Disney. Walt Disney. What an incredible uh, man that was so smart. Had a brilliant mind. You know, st- you know just to sit down and have this creation and what I if anybody ever been to Disney World anybody me I've been there I've been there a couple of times if you never got to experience Disney World I hope you get to go but Walt Disney built Disney World on Swampland everybody told him he was crazy nobody wanted this property nobody wanted to build there because it was all swampy it was all nasty area and nobody wanted to be there but Walt Disney said like, hey I'm going to buy it because I have a vision I see something big, and now if you go and you look and you see what Disney World has created, man, it's so incredible what they do, but, but, but Disney princesses, man, hey, they mess with my emotions a lot, them Disney princesses there. And when I watch that Disney movie and I'm watching them and I see them out there, man, they're dreaming of these big things and, and somebody's losing their shoe so they can go find that right man up there. He's all sharp. Disney makes it sound like everything's just going to line up perfect. That marriage is going to be perfect and you're going to live happily ever after. I don't know what kind of lie they're trying to come up with over at Disney World, but they need to stop that because let's just face it. anybody's ever been in a relationship, you don't have to be married, but anybody that's ever been in a relationship, no, sometimes it gets rough. It gets tough. There's good times. There's bad times. They fuss at you when it snows because you don't want to put the four-wheel drive on. It ain't going to stick, y'all. It's, it's It's too warm. Y'all be fine. But, 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 but Disney is oftentimes painting this picture that you're not going to be fulfilled until you get these certain things in your life. You get these things instilled into your life. Hey, well, you got to have this perfect man. You got to have this perfect house. You got to be like these men that's streaming up this twice a day. You got to have everything. Everything's got to be perfect. That's what, that's what Disney wants to print out to us. But I want you guys to know Because because Disney wants to to, to make you feel like you have to meet the one. But I want guys to tell you that I have found the one. The one that I have found because it allowed me to find my number two. See, God is your number one and your spouse is your number two. See, without God, and without God being number one in my life, I couldn't have found Tasha. It It wouldn't have worked out. And thank God I have a Tasha in my life. Because Tasha is, is what I lack of, where I may lack emotions on certain things. Tasha's, oh, I love you so much. I'm like, hey, I'll give you an example. Like the girls for an example. If, if they fall down, they get hurt. I'm like, hey, suck it up, buttercup. Let's go. We got to go. I'll give you a better example. Y'all, y'all, when y'all, when y'all see Lily, when y'all see Lily here in a little bit, she's my oldest. She's got a mark right here on her forehead. Let me tell you what happened real quick. She was walking. and had my tailgate down on my truck. She wasn't paying attention. She ran right into it. And when she hit it at a certain spot, she was a perfect height. And she, I mean, she just ran right into it and, it. and it left her a nice gash. I mean, she was bleeding everywhere. Let me tell you what Tasha was doing. All right, let me. Do, y'all, which one y'all want to know first, Tasha or Michael? Tasha, all right. Tasha was like, Oh, God, oh, God, you got to help her. She's bleeding now. Oh, God, God. She needs stitches. I'm like, Tasha, Lily, come on. Come on, baby. Come on, let's go get us cleaned up. We got to go. We're running behind. ain't got time for your shenanigans. <laughs> but Tasha is what I like. And where I'm lacking, Tasha brings me up. And that's what marriage is about because we've centered ourselves around God. Because when we're down and we're in the dumps, we have to be that encouragement to one another. We have to say, hey, God, touch her. God, we're praying for her. Touch her life. God, I know she may be ill. She may even be mad at me because I didn't do the dishes. God touch her. Help her not to be mad at me. Reconnect us. If you won't look for a happy marriage, you need to seek the one. If you're if you if you if you're looking to find, you're trying to find a relationship, you're trying to, you know, what I call play in the field. (laughs) Back when I was high school, we called it play in the field. I'm like, hey, what's this girl? (laughs) I think I like her. Let me go here and see if I like her. I'm going to date her for a little bit. I'm going to dump her. I'm going to date her. You know what I'm saying? Don't ask that to go with the first choice? I tell you what, there's Swedish fish, and there's plenty of Swedish fish in the sea. There's also, never mind. Anyway. But while you're preparing, and as I was seeking when I was a a young gentleman and growing up in church, I prayed to God. I said, God, I need you to send me the right one. And, And God, I need you to prepare myself for my number two. Because if me and Tasha would be exactly alike, I would go insane. <laughs> I, I purposely uh, didn't want to date anybody in, in the healthcare field or emergency service for a reason because I wanted something else to talk about when I was at home. And, and that's what God gave me. I was praying to God. I said, God, I said, listen, you know my heart. You know what I like doing. And, and you know where I'm at in my life. I said, God, as you're preparing me for my future wife, I said, please don't let it be somebody in emergency services. I said, I want something else to talk about. To God, when you're when you're seeking after the one, or seek the one while preparing for number two, it's okay to guys to look for that pretty girl. It's okay if she's pretty, and it's okay if she's ugly too. <laughs> Men, I mean women, it's okay if the man's ugly too. But see, the vows of priority, and I want you guys to write this down if you're taking notes. And I want you to promise God. this uh, to God. It says, I will promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. And if you're not married or you're in a relationship, I want you to put, I promise God will be my first priority while preparing me for my number two. See, we all can take something away from this. See, the Bible tells us in Genesis 2 and 24, it says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother, and he is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. See, back in the Bible day, when God created the heavens and the earth, created everything, created all the animals, he put this man, he created man, he named him Adam, he's like, hey man, look, I'm going to put you over all the animals, and you will name them, Gonna name them, tell them what the names, why zebra zebra, because Adam named it that, <laughs> why is draft to draft, Adam named it that. as Adam was going alone God seen it wasn't fit for him to be alone amen you know why God knew that I needed Tasha because I didn't need to be alone because when I'm alone I spend money that I don't have (laughs) so he put Adam in his deep sleep he took a rib from Adam and and he formed woman and it's great because, because now man become one together see, God should be number one, should be the purpose and the center of our lives. See, when we have God number one in our life, everything is centered around that. When we make decisions in our house, we try to pray about every single thing we do. I'm not talking about going out to eat and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I think we need to pray uh, because I don't know doesn't exist. I think we all could be rich if we made a restaurant called I Don't Know. See, God is number one. Our spouses are number two. So sometimes we need to ask our number one, hey, what can I do about this if I don't have the ability to? Ask them to do something that I can't. Has your spouse ever asked you to do something and you're like, I know good and well I can't do that? Y'all, Tasha asked me to build something at the house. I don't build. (laughs) Where's it at? Right here. Whew. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and I've had to pray for strength because there's been times Tosh has asked me to do something, and I'm like, God, you got to help me. God, you're to to help me to do better. And 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 when, by doing this, it's helped me to to better our relationship. It's helped me to to better us because there's this. Let's just face it, guys. We can't do everything. Ladies, y'all can't do it all. Sometimes we put too much expectations on our spouses and sometimes we had to step back and say hey let's take a break we're in this together and, and so I, I I want you also to know that in relationships what I don't want you guys to do is don't idolize what other people are doing on social media hey well you ain't gonna be what they did Christina and them went out on the boat <laughs> they look good <laughs> I ain't going out on a boat. Lord, I tell you what, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. I'm going to be, see all kinds of people doing all kinds of crazy things. And the first thing, I better not hear, which Tosh won't do this anyway, but, but what we don't need the relationships to be doing was like, what's Sally Sue doing over there? They went out and got lobster and shrimp and steak and, and surf and turf, and I'm over here eating snack pack from McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, we get on social media, and we're like looking around, and we're like, man, They're up there, they're looking like they're having a grand time. And I'm not saying you can't get on social media to get ideas. I love ideas. That's a great idea. That's cool, but don't idolize it because it can drive a division in your marriage and in your relationship. Well, he's laid back. He don't seem like he he does all that all the time. He's easy going. He knows how to build things. He knows how to work on cars. She lets him, he lets her drive all the time. They're very details. They take charge. They take chances. And so when you guys are in, excuse me, when y'all are in the process of how it goes, there's a dating phase. I love the dating phase. Now I'll tell y'all what happened with me and Tasha when we were started out. We went like two months and we were just hanging out, talking, going out to eat, like the date and scene. She finally asked, me, Should you ask me to be your girlfriend? I said, I guess. You want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> and that's how it happened. But this is the time where you get to really know your partner and potentially your future spouse. You find the good things about them, you find the bad things about them, you find out if they got stinky socks or not. And, Sometimes they fall asleep on your couch. You find out they snore. And, and while you're in this dating phase, this is where you can find out where a lot of priorities are set. I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to let y'all know the inside secret. I love going out to eat with people. When we do interviews here at the church, all of our future interviews are done sitting at a restaurant because what we do is we determine our priorities when we go out to a restaurant. Y'all want to y'all find somebody's weak spot? Take them to a restaurant and let them have bad service or not so great a service or something isn't right. You find out a lot on how people act, how people are. Now, if y'all go out to eat me today, yeah, y'all morning, than welcome to. We're going to uh, probably to lock your pocket up here. Now, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just uh, if you're interviewing with me, this dinner, a little bit different. But Priorities. We find priorities when we're dating. So then we so we go through the dating phase and then we get married. And then the real fun kicks in. This, this is my fun time. Those first six months of marriage, man, everything was grand. Y'all ever heard that? Man, the first six months can be great. <laughs> man, yeah, I might be doing it a few times a day, hopefully. Yeah. maybe you got that dream house. <laughs> Things weren't grand for us. We we had a blow-up mattress, and it was terrible, and we had to sleep on the floor a lot of times. It was crazy. to have internet, and, and half-time had power, a little bit of water. We had it rough. <laughs> but those first six months, and we learned a lot more than we started dating. Now you're, you're there with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. See how they are when they... Put the hair on the shower. Why do you women do that? And and I go in there and it looks like Chewbacca's been in my shower. And I'm like, what happened in here? And the shower's getting clogged up. And then there's snoring because I can't sleep. I don't know what happened to Tasha. She's usually not snoring, but she's snoring like a banshee now. It's like ah. she's like, that's not me. I'm like, yes, it is. She's like, it's the cat's house. I know that's you but we find out more things. And then if you have the ability to have kids, then your kids come along. Then sometimes our priorities start shifting. See, now when we were dating, we had some flexibility. Didn't we, man? <laughs> playing the field back in high school, you know Because you wasn't committed. There wasn't nothing holding you down because you could have left at any moment. Now that you're married, you're kind of a little bit harder. Your priorities start changing. And and, and, and hopefully, they change in a good way. Now I got my wife. Now we're having kids. Now I, used to, I remember before we had kids, it was easy to say, Hey, you want to go grab something to eat? We'll be there in 10 minutes. Mom and dad called, we'd be there in 10 minutes. After kids, Hey, you want to go grab something to eat? Ah, it's going to be about an hour. Hang on a minute. Then you go to walk out the door and baby poop on itself, and then you had to like, Oh, it's going to be another 15, 20 minutes. You guys know what I'm talking about? Amen. But our priorities start changing. And maybe, maybe you were fortunate like me as I found my spouse at church. And we were able to start working in the church and serving in the church and going to church every week. And then some things took place. just neither here or there. We'll tell you our story some other time. But you guys have heard a little bit of our story, some things that took place. We walked away from ministry for a year and a half because our priorities started shifting. And then we had kids and then it seemed like we never had time for God. It seemed like that now that we had all this going on, careers, new marriage, new house. Ah, church could be on the back burner. Our priorities were messed up. But I can tell you right now, everywhere we went, I could tell you the jobs I had, what happened. I can imagine things that were going to take place I could tell you what my kids were doing and then we just finally become deadbeats to church and never darted the doors now for us it was for a year and a half and and God finally said hey boom clicked and 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 really it's because my dad he's like hey you need to have your kids in church bring up your kids in church and I was like "Eh, yeah you're right (laughs) probably need to get back to church and we shifted our priorities And when we shifted our priorities, the things that we were struggling with financially started to change. The things that we were dealing with, our anger that we had built up with one another started to shift. Because when when God's in the center of everything, things seem to sometimes get chaotic, but they're a lot better. And and, and, and when, when we were in those moments, those year and a half, we seemed to be fighting all the time, fussing all the time. Nothing seemed to go right. When you get ahead, it seems like we take 10 steps back. But God still said, hey, no matter how far you go, I'm still right here with you. And, and, so, and so we struggled, and we didn't understand a lot of things that were taking place until we realized our priorities were mixed up. And, and I want you to know that God is a jealous God, which is good for us which is a great thing for us because knowing that God's jealous for me, man, mean, that's really awesome knowing that, that he loves me and he loved me enough that he sent his son Jesus down on the cross for me and for you, our online campus, our podcast listeners later on. He loves you that much, but he's a jealous God. He don't want you worshiping the other gods. He, he don't want you saying, hey, I want you on Facebook 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a lot of times we'll, we'll lay in the bed at night and Tasha will get on her phone. <laughs> and it drives me nuts because I like I'd like to, now I'm going to tell you how I like to sleep. I like a pitch black room, no lights. And it'd be like 20 degrees in there so I can get in the bed and warm up. It feels great. <laughs> but she'll get in there and she'll get on her phone. And then there's this thing called TikTok. I don't know if y'all have ever been on TikTok, but TikTok is from the devil. <laughs> Let me tell you what TikTok does in my house. TikTok wastes a lot of my time. And then when I'm trying to sleep at night, it wastes even more of my time because I can't go to sleep. Because <laughs> all I hear is the same 12-second video or 10-second video playing over and over and over. I'm like, Tasha, you done heard it 10 times. What are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to see what they're talking about. I'm like, you done seen it. Well, I'm reading the comments. I said, well, Turn it down. <laughs> Hate TikTok, it's funny. The funniest thing is my dad sends me stuff, that's the funniest thing ever. But, but, but our priority sometimes, you get so focused on these things. And I love technology. And anybody that stole me for any, any length of time knows that I have a media background and I love media stuff. I love computers, I love making graphics, making videos. I made a video this past week. I don't know if y'all watched it on Facebook, but Facebook's the devil too, because I put my Facebook on uh, or put my video up on Facebook for you guys to see about the announcement we were making about the, today. I don't the audio from my voice was lowered in the I was mad. Did y'all have that problem? I was madder than man. Sound good on my computer. But anyway, but I love technology. But I also know that that when we set all that stuff up, I set it up in my living room, and I'm sharing this with you because I want you guys to, to understand how, what, what takes place with our time. Is Ariel's downstairs just watching TV, I said, hey baby, I said, we turn that off. Here in a few moments, I said, I'm gonna record something. It took us about 45 minutes to an hour to set up our green screen, the cameras, the lights, get everything warmed up, batteries charging, get the cameras set, get the, everything set right. I shot the video, done it in one take, not boasting about that, but shot it in one take so that saved me some time. Minute and 58 time I hit the button to record, got in place, said what I had to say and ended it. Minute and 48 seconds. And she come downstairs, she says, you're done? I said, yeah. I said, I told you it wouldn't take long to, to actually do it. I said, it takes longer to set up than it does to actually do what we did, I said all that time we spent for a minute and 48 seconds or 58 seconds, I can't even remember anyway <laughs> minute and 58 seconds and the video ended up being like a minute and 38 seconds online once we edited it down but I want you to know that your time we you had to set priorities to where our time is lined up with God I don't know how many of you guys are participating in the church fast that we're doing we're doing a 21 day fast Today is the 13th, so we're on day 13. We'll be posting that up here shortly. And I hope you guys are taking it, and I hope you guys are doing it. And if you're not, that's okay. If you want to start the day? that's okay. Hop in. It's cool. We're, we're going to do these periodically throughout the year. But we've had to set that, and we've done a fast because I want God to do more this year than he's ever done before. And I felt present in my, in my heart to say, hey, we need to do a fast. And so, and so we it up and we, we started working on it. You know, let me tell you what happened. Because I like sharing. You know, I, while I talk about myself, it's because I know myself better than I know anybody else. And I don't want to make up stories and lie to you. But let me tell you what happened when we began this fast. Day one. Day one. Technology didn't want to work. The graphics that we had made, did you guys see, day one, two, and I go up to 21, none of them wanted to work Facebook didn't want to work rights then we started having issues I had issues at work seemed like we were hit roadblock after roadblock that was day one and I come in here on that Friday last week and guess what I seen we walked in the door a pile of water standing in the back back here the church had been flooded hot water heater broke I called Tasha. I'm like, Tasha, you got to get to church now. I said, we got a flood. I said, the water's leaking. It's, coming. it's going everywhere. We got to get our stuff. We got to get stuff moved. <laughs> she got here, and I said, you know what? This is what we get for doing a fast. I said, because the enemy doesn't like when we fast. He's going to put up distractions, but you know what? I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep driving. And I'm going to keep doing it. I encourage you to do the same when it gets hard to keep going because, because we got to set our priorities right. And so, and so, not only do we have to set our priorities straight, we have to protect them as well. See, uh, let me back up just for a second. Things that destroy men's marriage aren't the bad things. There's also good things that also could take, that collectively take priority over things. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's you know just you being gone a lot having too many obligations and that's where I was at when we were first married is I had too many obligations that I was trying to do and so I had to shift my focus and so and so not not phones and stuff Cell phones are good they're driving us on that talk talk at night and tick tock and all that and 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 they're great but our priorities sometimes can be good things too hey I'm just trying to do the best for my family but sometimes What's best for your family? Maybe not always be finances, and money. Now, granted, those things are great. We met with a couple the other week, and, and we sat down, and they, they said, hey, we, we may have an opportunity to better our family. But, but by doing this, it's a big, it's a drastic move. It's a big move for us. But I think it's going to be better for us and our family. And I said, we sat there, and we said, hey, you have to do what's best for you guys. And, and, and they made the tough decision. And so they're moving from North Carolina. They're moving on up to another state far from here. But it allows their family to be together, which is great because now their family can be together. They can go to church on Sunday. It's awesome. They had to shift their priorities. So we got to protect our priorities as well. We got to protect those things. See, I want to protect my wife I want to protect my kids at all cost you me- I tell you what there's a couple things you can mess with <laughs> you mess with my family it's going to be a bad day <laughs> it's going to be rough for you probably should stop doing that but, you know. but see I got to protect my relationship with God too you guys need to protect your relationship with God because because when we get here and we, and we unite together God's got to be in the center of it. We need God to be in the center of our lives. Keep God first, then your spouse. So when you get home, say, thank God. Hey, thank you for getting me home safe. Go in, kiss your wife. Kiss your spouse. Because mom always gets that first (laughs) kiss. Your kids are important, but listen to me. Listen to me, you guys. I have kids. You get home and I lo- a lot of times Ariel's meet me at the door and I love it. It's the greatest thing. She smiles, lives always in her room drawing. But I always like finding Tasha to give her that kiss. And a lot of times she's busy and doing stuff and so Ariel normally gets the first kiss. But, <laughs> but I love giving her that kiss. But well, she should be your priority. God should be number one. But find your wife and find your husbands when you get home and give that nice first kiss. And then find your kids. Because your kids are important. But your kids aren't as important as your marriage because you need to work on your marriages. You need to you need to you need to invest in your marriage. Don't let your kids be a division between your marriage, guys, and, and gals. And, and y- y'all y'all listen to what I'm saying. Don't 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 take out context of what I'm saying. See, see, children are temporary assignments. And what I mean by that is you guys, you only get 18 years with them and they're free to go on their own at that point. They have the ability legally to say, hey. <laughs> I'm done with you. But they're temporary. Now they're a lifetime commitment, you know what I'm saying? So, like me and my brother, we're we're grown, and and we still I still get to hang out with my mom and dad, and I still love them, and he probably still would whoop my butt if he needed to. But marriage is a lifetime commitment. When you exchange those vows, and if you've exchanged those vows, that was something that was for a lifetime. Till death do us parts. And so and so you have to to invest into your marriage you have to love your kids now, now I'm not saying neglect your kids don't go to their ball games and stuff like that go to their ball games, be a part of their lives invest in your kids as well don't neglect them, don't just send them off but you got to have your marriage for a lifetime and, and so again again, don't don't misconstrued what I'm trying to say here, your kids are important but your marriage is important too you guys got to have those date nights. So you want a, You want your kids to have a successful marriage, successful future, you have to model it. If me and Toss are all the time fussing and arguing, then later on, that's what their kids, our kids are going to think they got to marry into. My goal was, I want my kids to marry somebody better than me. Amen, God. So, so, how do we do this? How do we have this successful marriage? Men, we always have that natural desire to protect, right? We always want to be the alpha dog. We're like, I'm like, yeah, break into my house, see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Somebody in somebody. Can, I'm like, who's that? Who's on the camera? You can go in there and look, you know what I'm saying? But we have that natural instinct. We thought somebody had knocked on our door the other, other week before we put installed cameras into our house. And, and first thing I done was grabbed a gun. Because I wanted to be protected, I, you come rolling up in my house late at night. I don't know who you are. Things about to get rowdy. <laughs> and I always, I always, I always tell Tosh, I wish somebody would break in my house. I wish I really hope they don't. <laughs> but but we always say that. To me, you know what I'm saying? Please come, please come break in my house. Because we had that natural instinct to protect. I remember growing up, we had this car. We call it the Dent Buggy. Had a bunch of dents in it. Car backed into it, had a big dent in the hood, it was great. Little two-door, <laughs> we call it dim buckets. Really, I wish I had a picture anyway. I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, oh, oh. But, but it didn't have seat belts like they have today, where they lock up when you hit the brakes. Some mom had that natural instinct to protect with the arm. Hit the brakes, boom, you know what I'm saying? Your mom ever did that? But I'm waiting on the day somebody breaks in and I can use my nunchucks. <laughs> Let's go Mikey. And I want you guys to know that oftentimes you'll die for the ones you love. And the ones that you're gonna be willing to die for, also live for them. And show them what it's like to love. And show them that relationship that you want them to model after. So we have to protect everything at all cost. Ephesians 5 and 25, and I'm going to close with this. It says, husbands, love your wife just as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. See, that says, husbands, love your wife. It didn't say, husbands, hate your wife. Husbands, beat your wife. That said, husbands, love your wife. Husbands, there's times that we may not want to love our wives. Sometimes it can be difficult. Sometimes it can be hard. Wives, sometimes it can be hard to love your husbands, right? And I love Ephesians 5 and 25 because it it says husbands, love your wife just as Christ loves the church because he gave himself up for her. I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody were to come after Tasha, I'm going to do everything I can to boom. I'm gonna take, I'll am i take a bullet for her. I'll die for her in an instant because she's what I'm lacking. But my priorities are straight, just like my kids. And, and, and wives, I'd hope you would die for your husbands because you love them that much. And I think you all would now sometimes, just sometimes we might not love our spouses not so great. Our partners not so much. And maybe we want to push them towards danger. But that's the enemy saying, hey, I'm trying to get a foothold in what you're doing. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at today, to set your priorities back to God work on your marriage go back to those date nights I love date nights no kids we go eat at our favorite restaurants we can even splurge a little bit and get the sweet to get the dessert at the end you guys want dessert most time we have to say no but on date nights we would be like yeah but pray together come to church together bring your family listen Listen, one thing that drives me nuts more than anything, you have kids and you don't bring them to church. Because, because your family, your family is looking up to you. They're watching everything you do and they're like sponges. If you're not going to church, think they're going to want to come to church? If it wasn't meant for my mom and dad growing up and going to church all the time, just staying there late, getting there early. I don't know where my ministry would be at because, because i seen their faithfulness and they showed me their priorities were right and I don't know I was blessed to be able to be raised to church and I'm not saying that you guys aren't blessed but a lot of people don't have that ability anymore to say that and, and, and my prayer is saying hey those people didn't have that they said hey God show them that you still love them no matter where they have come from because because we can sit back and start making every excuse not to come to the house of God Well, Pastor Michael it's going to start snowing at 10 o'clock well yeah and here it is just a little after 11 it's snowing out there it's 40 degrees it ain't going to stick I could have easily canceled church. I could have said, hey, we're not having church today. I could have easily said, you know what? Last week, we're going to cancel church because we didn't have no hot water. We couldn't be in the house of God. But God said, hey, there's a reason why I want you to meet because I'm not going to stop until God is finished doing what he's done in our lives. Until he says, "Hey, hey, I'm done. We're not going to stop because I'm ready to see a breakthrough happen in everybody's lives. So today, I want you to love making a way. Love making a way to get here. Making a way for you to be a better role model for your family. To change your priorities. Today, I want you to promise God that you will prepare and make Him your number one priority. And make your spouse your number two. To have a fuller life with Him. And until tell you, if you're dating or you're looking for that one that God will begin to prepare you for the one. I'm prepare you for your number two. To protect those priorities at all costs. If you guys will stand with me this morning. God, we just want to thank you so much for everything that you do in our lives. God, we may not have the the ability to have been raised in church, God. Or, God, we may not have the best background. But, God, today let us shift our priorities for you. God, let us shift to making you number one in our lives. And, God, making our spouses number two, God. And, God, if we're not married, God, prepare us for making you number one, God. So we can seek after the number two, God. God, just changed priorities today. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.